Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 22, is where we left off last time. Verse 25, it says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. So now we see this interesting individual, Simeon. He's an older man. We kind of get the idea that he's older because of some of the things it says here. And, and, and it says that he's just meaning that he lived a clean life. He was innocent in, in sight of people. That was kind of the idea. He was fair with people. You look up the word, that word just, and it can mean righteous, but it also just means fair and honest. And he was devout. And this word means pious. He was a devout worshiper of God. And he cared about the things of God. Now, why was he like that? Because he lived waiting for the Messiah to come. He, he lived in anticipation. He lived ready in his heart and in his mind and in his lifestyle. He lived waiting for the moment that the Messiah would come. You know, and it's no different for us. This should be the same way that we should live. Now, I was thinking about it. God promised him his, his, his Messiah, and this man believed the Messiah was going to come, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. How long had people been waiting for Jesus to come, for the Messiah to come? Well, all the way back from the very beginning. Remember when Eve gave birth to her first son? She says, look, I've obtained a man from the Lord. You get the idea from the language that she thought that this baby was the promised seed that God had promised that was going to undo what the serpent had done. He was going to crush the head of the, the authority that the serpent had brought over them. And then, you know, she has another, another son, you know, Abel. And then Cain killed Abel. And, and so she realized there's something wrong. You know, Abel can't be it. Cain can't be it now either. And so then she had another son, Seth, and she called him appointed. He's been appointed to take the place of Abel who was killed. Obviously, he was the righteous one, and now, now I have a new son. And, and that would go on and on when Abraham was told, I'm going to make your seed great. I'm going through your seed. All the nations of the earth will be blessed. And I'm, no doubt Abraham believed when he had Isaac, this has got to be the guy. This has got to be the one who's going to fulfill the promise of the Messiah. But then as time would go on, that seed would just continue. And, and throughout that whole generation of Abraham's line, they believed the Messiah is going to come any moment. Sound familiar? You know, we, we think about it and we, we read Peter and Peter says, you know, there's going to be scoffers that come in the last days that say, where's the promise of his coming? Because since the beginning of the world, things have remained the same. No, actually, the Messiah actually did come. He came, and he came to the temple that day. He was a baby, and they, they saw him with their eyes. They experienced him 
How long after the promise of the Messiah did the Messiah actually come? 4,000 years. We've only been waiting 2,000 years. We are impatient. Now, I think that we believe that the Messiah is going to come in our day. I think that we believe Jesus is going to return in our day, just like Paul thought he was going to come in his day. You know, you, you read John, and, and John talks about the Antichrist is coming. And, and you can think about this. I mean, Jerusalem's been destroyed. It's 70 AD. It, it, 15 years later, 85, you see John writing, and he's saying the Antichrist is coming. It's like it's going to be next week, right? And, and, he, and then he says, and Jesus is coming back. And he says, everyone who has this hope purifies himself even as he is pure. You know, there is a purifying effect to that. But from the very beginning, they've thought that the Messiah was going to return. And, and you know, you look back in writings, you know, 100 years ago, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago. And people were saying, we obviously live in the last days. But we have more reason to believe we live in the last days than anybody else, right? Why? Well, because that's the way it's supposed to be. That there's this purifying thing about knowing that Jesus could come at any moment. This is what Paul said to the Thessalonians. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 9 through 10, it says, For they themselves declare concerning what manner of entry we had to you, and, and notice the behavior of the Thessalonians, how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. There's a wrath that's coming. Back in the first century, they knew that. There's a wrath that's coming. And yet, we're waiting for Jesus to come from heaven to deliver us from the wrath to come. John, writing after the destruction of Jerusalem, so we can't say it was that. It was after the destruction of Jerusalem in 85 AD that he says that when we looked for Jesus, we purify ourselves. And that's what the church has been doing for all these years. In fact, Jesus would say, speaking through John again in 90 AD, He'd say, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things. Oh, excuse me, that's the wrong passage. In 980, he said this. He said, remember, in, in Revelation 3.3, 3, remember therefore how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you do not watch, I will come to you as a thief and you will not know the hour that I come upon you. Jesus also told us after he talked about the wrath that's going to come and he described the whole, that last seven year period on the earth in, in, in Luke chapter 21. This is how he ends it. He says, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that come to pass and to stand before the son of man. And so we have this understanding that Jesus is going to come for his church, that we're going to escape the wrath that's going to come. And we're going to stand before the Son of Man. And everyone who has that hope, John tells us, purifies himself. Why does it purify us? Because if I believe, if I really believe, like Simeon did in his day, if I really believe that the Messiah could come at any moment, I'm going to be watching and I'm going to be ready. I'm not going to be doing a bunch of stupid stuff. If I really believe that Jesus could come right now, I want to live a, a pure and a clean life, a just and a pious life, right? Because I don't want to be caught you know, doing something stupid. Jesus, in fact, warned us. He said that there's going to be those who say that the Lord delays his coming. 
And he says that the tendency of that is going to lead towards carnality. That they would eat and drink with the drunkards and beat their fellow servants. And yet those who watch and are ready, they're not going to be overtaken like those who are overtaken by a thief. Now, of course, we don't have that same benefit that Simeon had, right? The, the Lord would not tell you or me that you won't see death until Jesus comes back. Why do we know that? Because he says no one knows the day or the hour. In fact, in, in Acts chapter 1, he says it's not for you to even know the times or the seasons. And so it's going to come on the earth like a thief. No, there's going to be no indication. There's going to be no warning. There's going to be no signs. It's a signless event. Jesus is going to come back unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. And then when he says quickly, when I come, behold, I come quickly, the idea is not quickly any minute now. The, the, the idea is quickly, unexpectedly to catch people off guard. And anybody who's caught off guard will face you know what it says in the book of Revelation, woe to everyone who dwells upon the face of the earth. And yet, yet we have this promise he's going to, we are going to escape the wrath that is to come. And so we have these same hopes. Simeon had that hope in his day. He saw the fulfillment of 4,000 years of promise come to pass before his very eyes. I have no doubt that we could also see these things come to pass in our day. When Jesus comes back for his church and the wrath comes upon the earth. And so this guy, by virtue of the fact that he believed the Messiah could come at any time, it, it really shaped the way that he lived. And God would bless him for it. Verse 26, and it, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so the Lord spoke to him, let him know that you are not going to die until the Messiah comes. Now, we don't have that promise again. We don't, we're not going to get that because we don't know the day or the hour, right? It's, 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 it's patterned after the Galilean wedding feast where the bridegroom could come at any moment unexpectedly. We always expect him to come, but we don't know the day or the hour, or the time or the season. And, and yet here's a guy who did have this promise from the Lord. You are going to know before you die, before your eyes close forever, you're going to see the Lord's Christ. Now, uh, this is what this is, is what we would call this is a prophetic word of knowledge from the Lord. He, he's given a, a prophecy that he's going to see this, but he also is given a word of knowledge, something that he normally wouldn't know, something that he couldn't know. And, and this is something that the Lord still does today. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.